Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. Say It is radio show. Good to be with you tonight, folks. And uh, we're broadcasting live on this 24th of September, 2022. And you can listen to this eventually as a podcast also. 
I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota, where there's always something going on, always something exciting, always something interesting. As of today, we had just a great service and uh, visitors there again, so we were excited about that. Just uh, really excited about being uh, in Dickinson, North Dakota. That's where our heart is. We moved here back in, I think it was 89, yeah, 1989, to start a Pentecostal church. Met in a couple different motels at first, and then we purchased a church building downtown Dickinson. We outgrew that, and now we bought the Elks building that's up on the north side of Dickinson, right on Interstate 94, 501 Elks Drive. And so we are uh, anticipating filling that up. We still have plenty of room yet. That building will seat 500 people comfortably, really. And as a church, it's just probably the nicest possible, I mean, beyond my dreams of what, what uh, just amazing. And we were able to buy it, and uh, and the Elks still have a restaurant downstairs, and they've been great neighbors. But we just um, love it here in Dickinson. Uh, we're here because my wife and I were happy. We lived in Bismarck. We grew up in Bismarck. We were very happy there, but uh, we wanted to see an Acts 238 church in Dickinson, North Dakota. And so we, we moved here over 30 years ago with our small children at that time, grade school children, and we uh, came here because we believe this message that was preached when Peter was asked what it took to be saved in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, he said in verse 38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And this, of course, this promise is unto you and to your children and to, even to those in 2022. And so we came here to start that church, and uh, and now we're excited. We've got two other churches that are that are out of our church, uh, one in Beach, one in Beulah, and one, well, I guess we could say maybe in Beulah, too. We had a little bit to do with that, but in Beach and Bowman, and we're excited about the uh, pastors that are there and the groups of people that are there, and we are, our, our plan is to plant churches all across southwest North Dakota. We have our hands in, as a church, planting churches in other places, too, and we're excited about that, but uh, certainly our responsibilities for this area. And so if you wonder who I am and what we're doing, that's that's what it is. We There's a lot of fine people in Dickinson. There were certainly a lot of uh, good people that went to good churches, but the full gospel is not just saying the sinner's prayer. <laughs> it's not... Uh, just being faithful to God or obeying his commands. But it's obeying the born-again experience that Jesus said in John chapter 3, you must be born of the water and of the Spirit. And in Acts 2 and verse 38, Peter said unto them, Repent, which means to turn away from your sins, to be sorry for your sins, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so... Um, that's that's what this is all about. We're going to probably talk about that first part of that that turning around part, that repentance part tonight. You can be part of the broadcast as many as you have you have already been by texting me seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. We've got let's see, we've got Sister Brett's listening tonight. We've got uh, Brother Dale Jones listening. We have uh, Lori in South Hart listening. We've got 
Sounds like Pat and Lauren listening, they just sent a text saying they had nine ladies tonight in the New England Women's Prison. Um, We've got um, Brother Ben Tarbell listening in Bismarck. Yvonne and Marin are listening tonight down in Bowman. Tim in North Carolina. I, I thought I saw Brother Johnson. Yeah, Brother Johnson's on this list. Brother Griffith is listening. Uh, sounds like they had quite the conference up there in Great Falls this past week. I heard heard about it. Boy, what a great conference we had in Bismarck this past weekend. Uh, Brother Collins from um, Florida. Man, what a, you know, I was only able to be there for Saturday service, but um, my wife was there for Friday night service and, and, and Saturday, but what a tremendous service I was in on Saturday. Wow. I mean, just the, not only the worship part of the service, but the preaching was just really on target and just really great. So um, anyway, it's, you know, I brought my guitar in the studio, so I haven't, I haven't got to preach for a little while in our church. Well, that's not true, but on Wednesday night we had Brother Barnhill. Today we had a traveling evangelist that was coming, just passing through, so I had him preach. Let's see. Here's a little song I kind of wrote, but kind of not. Uh, it's it's in the scripture, so the words are right. Let's see if we can try it here. I will sing, yay. I will sing praises. I will sing, yay, unto the Lord. I will sing, yay. I will sing praises. I will sing, yay, unto the Lord. For he is worthy and he is holy. He is worthy and he is holy. And there is none like our God. Mm. So I will sing, yay. I will sing praises, I will sing, yea, unto the Lord. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises, I will sing, yea, unto the Lord. For He is worthy and He is holy. He is worthy and He is holy. And there is none like our God. There is none like our God. There is none like our God. So I will sing, yay. I will sing praises, I will sing, yay, unto the Lord. Oh, I like that little chorus. I didn't, like I said, I kind of wrote some of it. I kind of stole a tune for part of it and took it out of the Bible for the rest of it. So I guess I'm giving credit where credit is due. Well, again, this is Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Text me tonight, 701 290 7862 going to be a pretty basic program tonight. I'm reaching for somebody. I don't know who you are. I have people in mind. Sometimes I do that on the radio. I focus. Maybe it's on a backslider. Maybe it's on a person that needs to come to God. Who knows? I, I, um, if you think I'm thinking of you, I could be. You know, it's certainly, I don't just shoot in the dark. I, I, um, you know, so, but I, I, what, what I love about radio is I don't, and if you're listening on Holy Ghost radio, this is, 
We're also broadcasting live on an AM radio station right now in Dickinson, North Dakota. It's got about a 40-mile range here, and um, and so we're we're shooting for a local audience too, and and so tonight I'm I, I'm going to just really focus. I'm going to uh, just be direct. It's I'm I'm looking for a pinpoint on, on something, and I, and I'll get it right into it tonight in Zechariah chapter one and verse three. Just a some gem, a couple of scriptures that are just gems. It says, "Therefore, say thou unto them." Okay, so the Lord's commanding me to. He was commanding Zechariah, but I think I can loosely say that he's commanding me tonight. That he wants me to say to you, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn ye unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn <coughs> unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But as, but ye not as your fathers, but yet not as your... Uh, let me start over. But ye not as your fathers, unto whom the former prophets have cried, saying... Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn ye now from your evil ways and from your evil doings. But they did not hear nor hearken unto me, saith the Lord. I want you to just zero in with me on, on this concept of turning turning around, turning towards God. You know, he said just, just so plainly here in verse 3, Turn ye unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you. Now this is incredible to to I, I just want you to know God is certainly wanting us, He's reaching for us. But because of our evil ways, God can turn his back on us. We not everybody in this world has God's favor. And he was talking to people that he had turned away from, but he said, If you turn to me, I will turn back to you. There is an incredible power in turning around. Turning from evil ways, turning from evil doings. I don't know if you saw that in, in there, but, um, you know, you, you, he's, you, there's, there's ways and there's doings. I don't want to just dissect it too much, <clears throat> but the reason Zechariah said turn from your evil ways and from your evil doings is because they're two separate things. You know, evil ways have to do with direction like your evil direction, and evil doings have to do with actions. So turn away from evil uh, direction in your life and turn away from evil actions in your life. Turn back to God. You turn back to God. And if you do, the promise is, I will turn unto you. This is... uh, you know, I'm reaching for somebody on the radio tonight, and I, I whether you're on the internet, whether you're on the radio, you've been going the wrong direction. And maybe you're angry because of the way your life is right now. Maybe you're you're very upset because because of your you know it's your decisions that have gotten you here, but you're bitter because you're here. I'm going to tell you that I I don't have any sympathy for you. I don't want to sympathize with you on this. You have gotten here because of your own ways, your own doings. When you turn away from God and you start doing that which is not right, you're going to end up in a bad spot. And unfortunately, many people, when they end up in that bad spot, they get bitter, they get angry. They even get angry at the delivery man whom I may be tonight to you. 
You may be angry at me even right now saying, well, you, Pastor Bob, you don't understand what I'm going through. My life is a disaster. What I'm telling you is to the, take responsibility for turning away from God. Take responsibility for doing, having evil ways and evil doings. Take responsibility. You know, I sometimes, not all the time, I've got a lot of good church people that seem to really love me, and they really do. I mean, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I've got, you know, some really, I mean, we, we, we have a bigger church, and we've got some people that are just, you know, they're just uh, with me, and they're they're backing me, and they're just so good to me and my wife. But also there are times that people are angry with me. And like the Apostle Paul said, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Am I like your enemy now? You know, this. there is an incredible power in coming to your senses and turning around. Now, just because you turn around, and I'm, I'm going to say a lot of things probably over and over tonight, and hopefully in different ways to keep your interest, but <coughs> this... Turning around will not, turning around towards God will not immediately change your situation. And I want you to understand this. I don't want you to be weary in well-doing. If you've been going the wrong direction for a while and you turn around tonight by listening to this radio show, and tomorrow morning things still seem to seem bad, I warned you, I warned you that uh, that it doesn't automatically happen. It, it, it doesn't, sometimes it takes a long time to get into the mess we're in, and sometimes it takes a while to get back out of it. But the first step is to turn around. There are so many verses on this in the Bible. In uh, Joel chapter 2, verse 12, it says, Therefore, also now saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart. Notice he said, turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Joe said, if you you turn to God, if you turn to him, not with just some religious show, but if you do, again, there is a promise, that he will forgive, that he will be kind, and that he'll repent of the judgment that is possibly coming your way. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. With a bottle in his hand Another broken life, another wasted man. He lost his home and family two years ago in May. That's the day he bought a heartache he can't afford to pay. It's the high cost of low living. Sin just keeps on taking when there's no more giving. You invested with the devil. Losing. 
his life. He sealed it with a kiss. The cost was paradise. Thirty silver pieces bought him more than he could know. He bought a one-way ticket to somewhere down below. It's the Greg McCool, the high cost of low living. I'm sending that one out to Ben Tarbell listening. You like that guitar playing, Brother Ben? He's a, he's a guitar player. They're listening in Bismarck. They said they love me in Bismarck. That is nice. Thank you so much. You're just saying that. But I think he. I think they love me. I think his family loves me. I don't know if everybody in Bismarck loves me, but I know some people that do. <laughs> I love them, too. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, we're talking about the power in turning around, the power in turning to to God. Acts chapter 319, oh, hello to Zach and Leah listening in Fargo tonight also. Uh, Acts 319, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of the refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Uh, in another version it says, so change the way you think and act and turn to God to have your sins removed. Another version said, Now change your mind and attitude to God, and turn to him so he can cleanse away your sins and send you wonderful times of refreshment from the presence of the Lord. You know, this. Uh, there is a power in turning to God, and turning to God is what real repentance is all about. There is a difference between sorrow, godly sorrow, and repentance. Those are three different things. Sorrow, let me, let me read a scripture. This, you're probably thinking of this one already if you know your Bible. Second Corinthians 7, 9. Now I rejoice not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrowed to repentance, for you were made sorry after a godly sorrow or a godly manner, that you might receive damage by us in nothing. 
For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. So Paul was saying there's something called worldly sorrow. This is the kind of sorrow that um, you are depressed. You you Maybe your life has gone by. Maybe you've made some mistakes. Maybe you've lost your family. Maybe... Maybe, uh, you know, your health is bad. Uh, Maybe one of your children is sick. This is worldly sorrow. This happens to all of us. But worldly sorrow doesn't necessarily get us anywhere with God. We're just sorry. Uh, Maybe you're sorry because you sold the 1964 Corvette and wished you wouldn't have. Um, there again, maybe you're sorrow because you cheated on your spouse and now your marriage is over. Maybe, maybe those are the kind of people that listen to country music it, because it, it, it strikes a chord with them because there's something in much of the country music out there that has the sorrow of the world in it. And when people listen to it, it strikes a chord inside of them because they're like, yes, that's how I feel. But Paul said, godly sorrow worketh death. Like, like it, it takes, it, it's, it zaps the life right out of you to be miserable and sorrowful all the time about all the terrible things that have happened to you. Whether they are, whether you're innocent of them or self-inflicted. So worldly sorrow, Paul said, brings death and depression. Godly sorrow brings us to a decision. Now, let me explain to you what godly sorrow is. Like, if you do somebody wrong, you need to, you need to be sorry to them. You need, you need to be sorry. You know, if you, if you hurt somebody, you need to apologize. You do. So if you uh, get in a fight with your brother, you know, maybe your little brother, maybe you're 12 and he's 10, and you punch him in the nose and, or, you know, you knock a tooth out, that's bad. That It really is bad. That should never happen. But it does happen. Sometimes brothers do get mad at each other. But you know, you apologize to each other and you move on. You see, godly sorrow, and I'm not going to go through the deal I always talk about, like it matters who you sin against. But it does matter who you sin against. Because that same boy, if if he would hit his sister and knock a tooth out there, we would say that's worse than hitting his brother. If he hit his mother or he hit his grandmother, that's terrible. So it does matter who you sin against. What if we sinned against God? See, godly sorrow is being sorry to God for sinning against him, whether we knew we were or not, for ignoring him, for doing our own way, for not putting him in the rightful spot in our life, which it should be number one. Godly sorrow means, God, I'm sorry for the way that I've been treating you, ignoring you, I'm not glorifying you, not worshiping you, not living for you. God, I'm sorry. That's godly sorrow. And the Bible says, godly sorrow worketh repentance. Let me tell you this. If you've tried God before and it's not worked, you say, you know, I came to a church, I 
visited a Pentecostal church even, and I came up to the front, and I prayed, and I cried, and nothing changed. I, I, I didn't change. Well, it's because you did not experience the type of godly sorrow that leads you to repentance. You know, this... Um, You know, this this is uh, so important that we understand this. Because you're not going to get, you're not going to, repentance is turning around. But it's godly sorrow that leads us to repentance. And the Bible said that God, that that godly sorrow will lead us to repentance and it's going to work carefulness in our life, clearing of ourselves in our life. It's going to work indignation, fear, you know, vehement desire, zeal, revenge. God wants us to reach out to Him with godly sorrow, which will turn into repentance. And repentance will change your life because it's truth it's we're getting rid of our excuses now. God, I'm sorry, but they really hurt me. No, God, I'm sorry to you. It has nothing to do with them. Own it. Let's get rid of these bitter excuses. You'll never get anywhere with God when you say, God, I'm sorry, but. You know, get that but out of your vocabulary. God, I'm sorry to you. I've sinned against you, God. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, uh, people are texting me. The uh, Mathern family is listening tonight. Um, we've got uh, the Andre family listening. Boy, it's been, I, I miss you guys. They, a long time since I've heard from them. Uh, they got, uh, we've got oh, just a lot of different people texting me tonight. Going to play, let's see, I'll play another Greg McCool song. Let's try this. Can't make it on 
seen this place Since you felt God's presence Since you touched His face You've gone too far And you've done so Come on back home Now there's a candle burning brightly In a window where The saints of God are gathered On their knees in prayer Though you've been searching Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you listening tonight, and we are honored that you would. Again, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. We have a church in Beach that has a Tuesday night service at 7.30, and in Bowman at 7.30 on Wednesday night. On Sunday, all three of those churches have Sunday morning services. We have a church in Beulah that's close by. They have Sunday and Wednesday services. Uh, There's a church in Newtown not too far from here, Bismarck, Mandan, Minot, Williston. Churches all over this area that preach the Acts 2.38 message. Tonight I'm talking simply about turning around. The power in turning towards God. And I want to tell you this, no matter how far you've gone from God, if you turn around and start going the right direction, God is into that. Like I say, it may not seem like your circumstances may change right away, but God is very in tune with what you're doing. You know, one of the greatest stories in the Bible of people turning around is the book of Jonah. You know, we could sit and dwell about how Jonah was... (coughs) was uh, disobedient to God, and certainly that's the part of the book of Jonah that we do focus on a lot. But I like to skip all that, and I like to just start in Jonah chapter 3. It says in Jonah chapter 3, verse 1, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go into Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. You know, let me just get... uh, 
not off the topic, but just let me say this. If preachers would preach what God tells them to preach instead of what they think people might like they, that they preach, uh, we'd see a, a greater move of God. What would happen if preachers would preach what he tells us to preach? You know, years ago I was involved with an email debate with a big, big church in, in uh, Florida somewhere. And uh, I, I something <coughs> had caught my attention. I was reading a, a uh, I was reading some, I think it was a magazine this church had put out. It was a big church. At one time used to be a Acts 238 Holiness Church. I, I don't know what they believed at this point, but they had gone away from it. And, and in, in the article I read, they just talked about how God doesn't, um, people won't respond well to mess preaching anymore uh, of judgment, that you've got to tell people what God can do for them. And so I, I got the email address of the pastor, and I began to email him, and this has been many years ago, and I don't think I could even dig up those emails now. But I remember how astounded I was. You know, I asked him, so so the famous sermon that revolutionized England, the nation of England, called Sinners in the Hands of an Angry, angry God, you say that wouldn't work anymore. He said, not in this culture. It won't work anymore. You can't talk about God's judgment. Well, I disagree with that. Uh, in the book of Jonah, they were this culture was as wicked and as godless as any culture. The Ninevites were as wicked of a people as any people have ever been. And Jonah came and began to preach and talk about the judgment of God. He shouted to the crowds that gathered around him, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. And the Bible said they believed him. And they declared a fast. And the king, from the king on down, said everyone put on sackcloth, you know, the rough coarse garments that worn at the time of mourning. And notice Jonah 3 and verse 10, it says, when God saw that they had put a stop to their evil ways, he abandoned his plan to destroy them and didn't carry it through. You turn away from what you're doing wrong and you turn towards God and just see what will happen. God loves turning. People turning away back to God. There's such a little gem in Jeremiah 31, 19, it's, it, this is in the Living Bible, but part of it says, I turned away from God, but I was sorry afterwards, and I kicked myself for my stupidity. Let me squeeze a little song in here just so I can read some of these. I got Greg Johnson. He's always got good stuff to say. I'll read his text. Let's see who else is texting me here. We got several people. <laughs> text me tonight, 701-290-786. <laughs> Fail the enemy, he speaks to me, whispering in my ear, you might as well give up, to try again would just be one more bitter cup. 
Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, good to have you all listening. Let's see here. Um, Brother Johnson was texting me different things. One of the, when I was making that little comment about I wish preachers would preach what God tells them to preach, he gave me a quote from G.A. Mangan who said, when God tells me to say something, I say it, and I deal with the consequences later. I wish there were more preachers like that. Good to have Jason listening tonight. That means a lot to me. Talking about the power in turning around, turning away from evil, turning towards God. One of the greatest stories of turning around, you know, I had mentioned the book of Jonah, but how about the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15? You know, the Bible said that the, this prodigal son had left his father, didn't want anything to do with his father's plans and dreams for him, his father's, his father's, um, you know, farmstead, you know, the all the work that his father had, put in there and all those things. He didn't care about that. He wanted his life and he wanted to leave and he did. But the Bible said things began to go bad for him in that faraway country in Luke chapter 15. And of course, Jesus is telling this as a parable, as a story. But we know what it's about. It's about us. It's about when we tell God, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. I want to live my life. I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to listen to you. And we leave God, and now this prodigal son has wasted everything, has nothing left, he's in poverty, and he says to himself, I will arise 
and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before thee, and I'm not worthy to be called thy son anymore. I'd like to be just one of your servants. How did that start? See, that's, that's not the end of the story. We'll try to get through the end of the story. But he came to himself. Coming to yourself. Owning it. Stop blaming everybody else. It's your fault. You know, it's, it's your fault. Own it. Come to yourself. He realized what a mistake he had made when he was in that faraway country, starving to death. He realized, I didn't realize how good I had it back home. Ezekiel 18.27, it says, Again, when the wicked man turneth away from his wickedness that he hath committed, and doeth that which is lawful and right, he shall save his soul alive. Verse 28 says, Because he considereth and turneth away from the transgressions that he hath committed. I want you to focus on with me on that. He considereth. He's thinking it through. He's not just blindly turning back to God, but he's thinking about it. Think about it tonight. You've, 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 you know, you've, you've just, you know, basically told God to mind his own business all your life and now your life's a mess think about it and like this prodigal son he thought about it he considered he came to himself the Bible says you know it's kind of like in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37 when Peter was preaching about the, the death of Jesus Christ and how they were the ones that had crucified the Lord It said, and now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And they said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Think about it. You know? And then the prodigal son made a decision. I'm going to do something about this. He said, I will arise. And I'm going to go to my father and say unto him, I'm going to pray. I'm going to do something. I'm going to pray. And this is what I'm going to say. I've sinned, Father, against heaven and against you. Confess your sins to God. This is all part of that turning away process. Get rid of the excuses. If I said that more than once, I know I have. Get rid of your bitter excuses. Get rid of your feeling sorry for yourself excuses. Own it. And then, It's more than a decision. It's more than a prayer. It's more than confessing your sins. It's more than thinking about it. Because in verse 20 of Luke 15, it says, And he arose and came to his father. His feet began to become part of the process. Turning around certainly has a lot to do with your head, has a lot to do with your decisions. But turning around also has something to do with what you do. You know, for instance, <clears throat> let's say that that you're a, you're addicted to opioids, and you know that it's a sin, and it, it is a sin. And you think, well, I'm not going to go to church. You know, that I'd be a hypocrite if I go to church addicted to these pain pills. 
go to church anyway. You see, start in motion the direction that you need to get going. How many backsliders stop because they're not perfect when they walk back through the house of God? How many people, you know, make one stupid mistake? You know, some of the guys in my jail ministry, you know, they'll get out of jail, they'll be clean for two or three weeks, they'll go get high, and they're like, ah, I'll never change. And I'm telling them, that's so stupid. You messed up, get up, keep going the right direction. You know, you mess up doesn't mean you turn back. Turning back is intentional. Messing up, and I'm not advocating messing up, but it is part of the human condition. It is. I mean, I... I mean, I can preach both sides of that thing, but I'm just telling you, we're humans. But messing up and <laughs> yelling at somebody, yelling at your kids when they don't deserve it or whatever, that's wrong, that's not right, that's, that's a sin. But that doesn't mean you turned around. Just apologize and keep going. He arose, the Bible said his father saw him a long ways down the road, had compassion, ran, fell on his neck, and kissed him. Wow, the simple stuff tonight, but I'm getting some good stuff. Um, The um, Brother Jones, this is good. Godly sorrow is not repentance. How many times we are sorry, but never change or do anything about it. That's true. Repentance has to do with actions, too. Repentance starts with godly sorrow, like we're sorry. But, you know, uh, the, there was a story that Brother Barnhill told last Sunday night on the radio. I think he told it on the radio. I know he told it in one of the church services. There was this giant biker. Yeah, he told it on the radio. He was part of Satan's Tramps, which I've never heard of. They were a biker gang. And he was sitting under a tree with his big long beard and his big long hair and he's he was six whatever he said six eight just a huge man and god spoke to brother barnhill so go back and talk to him he he turned around came back the guy was smoking a joint under a tree and he walked up to him and said if you weren't so sorry god could do something with your life and the guy got really mad and jumped up but the next thing he he kind of looked down he goes what am i supposed to do you know this you know, there is a uh, there there is a confrontation. You know, you know we have to be confronted many times to turn around. The end of that story: the man did turn around, ended up getting in the church. It was a really good story, and now he's passed away, but some of his family still goes to that church. That's exciting. The prodigal son, he arose, came to his father. See, but when the father saw that, a long ways off, he ran, had compassion, compassion fell on his neck, kissed him. Ooh, let's see. Let me just get some announcements out of the way. I know I said it earlier. <laughs> if you're listening tonight, you live in the Dickinson, North Dakota area, southwestern North Dakota area. 
Come and visit us this week, Tuesday night in Beach at the House of Prayer Church at 7 o'clock. Wednesday night in Dickinson, 501 Elks Drive. And also in Bowman Wednesday night. That's on 18 North Main. We have a church in Beach, or excuse me, Beulah on Wednesday night. Sunday mornings, we have churches in all those places. Dickinson, we have Sunday school at 10, our worship service at 11. Uh, Please, if you're listening and you have interest in the Bible, I teach at 10 o'clock, I teach a basic Bible class. Now, we have Sunday school classes for the kids, for different age groups. We have Bible classes for the adults. And then I teach a class that's right at the entryway of the church. I mean, if you're scared to go into church, you can just walk in about four steps and come in my class. And we go over the basics of the Bible, 21 lessons. You can start anywhere in that series. It's going to make sense to you. And uh, I'd love to see you come. We also have a men's Bible study at 6 a.m. every Friday morning. So, And there's usually breakfast there. And we'd love to have you come to that. Uh, we have it early just so people can, can get to work. And um, it's been a blessing. And we'd love to see that grow. Ezekiel thirty three eleven says, Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? Turn ye, turn ye. That's what my show's about. Turn, turn. Turn to God. You know, you know, nobody can do this for you. You've got to do it for yourself. Nobody can make you turn. The law can make you do things. You know, your family can try to make you do things. But you are the one. God won't even make you turn. You've got to turn. Years and miles I traveled far Trying to fill this empty heart Searching for love Turning every stone Only to find it down this road back home When I was young my heart ran wild Chasing dreams down the other side But broken and shattered were all I had known But they all came true Down this road back home Down this road back home When the way was dark before me A flame was burning bright So I could see Down this road back home There was everything I needed 
How could I've not seen it all along? Well, lies and deceptions were the paths I had roamed. But the truth will end my journey down this road back home. Sunrise burns the mist away. Sunset on the choice I made, and no evening found me cold and all alone. The road that took me out there brought me right. Back home, down this road back home, when the way was dark before me, a flame was burning bright so I could see. Down this road back home, there was everything I needed. How could I've not seen it all along? Well, lies and deception were the paths I had roamed, but the truth will end my journey down this road back home. Yes, the truth will end my journey down this road back home. And Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, I pray for our listening audience, God, for those that need to turn from their evil ways, for those that need to turn towards you that have just been ignoring you. God, certainly I was talking to people specifically tonight, Lord, and I just pray that you'll help us. God, reach us. I pray, God, that you would just help people to understand this simple message tonight. We just pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. Pastor Bob is signing off. God bless. Lord willing, next week at 8.06 Mountain Time, we'll be back again. Gratitude has overtaken all my thoughts of despair and the emptiness that once was, Lord, is now a place you fill. And I'm thankful for the faith you placed in me And that you are almighty Because when I'm weak, then I am made strong I'm thankful for the blood you shed for me When you died on Calvary Because when I'm baptized, it removes all my wrong I'm thankful, I'm thankful When salvation was so near So at those times you don't feel like lifting
Speaking to the wind and wave 
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.